The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoking audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, guys. Hi. So, <laughs> that was so energetic. I feel like that was the most energetic you've ever, ever started been. an episode. No, guys, I don't know what it is about me, but like for the last like four years, I like don't get excited. No, but you know what? It's okay because I get excited enough for the two of us combined. Yeah. No, Sarah and I are like complete opposites when it comes to everything, <laughs> but it, it works. It balances out. It's it like does. yin and yang. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, guys, the worst thing ever happened. I have an extreme fear of bugs. And I was in CVS doing my CVSing, and this big, big, big behind thing flies like onto the side of my face Hell and then no. crawls down to my shirt. And like I was holding like my iPad, my laptop, my backpack from school. I literally threw it at the makeup stand. Like I just <gasps> threw it. And I and there's a CVS lady, like an attendant looking at me. She's like, girl, I saw that. And <gasps> You were like, no, you didn't. I was like, no, no, like she saw the bug. No, so oh, oh. She literally started ringing like the ding, ding, ding <laughs> to get the guy to come. <laughs> she rang the fire alarm. Like the, like alert alarm. Oh, And so the God, guy came so running funny. and the guy was like, I'm not touching that. And I was like, okay. But anyway. Was it a cicada? Was I, that the cicada? I thought it was a cicada until, TikTok actually scares me sometimes. I was on TikTok yesterday, and I get this video, and it's talking about a spotted lanternfly. Yeah, we saw one yesterday. Oh, my God. This is Chance. She's going to tell you about it. <laughs> this is okay. Chance. This, that's Chance's so. introduction to the show. <laughs> <laughs> the first time Chance is ever on our podcast, and this is how we introduce. We'll do the background story in a bit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my boss was telling me about how these 
spotted lanternflies were brought in, I guess, from Japan, possibly. What? Yeah, and <laughs> now they they multiply really quickly. Like, Sarah and I were at a brewer, brewery. Brewery. <laughs> I cannot say that word. Brewery. Like, sound it out. Brewery. 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 Okay, now. Oh, you're smart. Go. Okay. <laughs> but we were at a brew, brew again, that word. <laughs> and they had that sign. They had a sign that said, kill on spot. <laughs> so, obviously, I'm thinking, are they poisoned? poisonous like are they dangerous and so i asked the guy do we need to kill on spot because they're poisonous and the guy's like no they just like are bad for beer and they multiply and they're you we just are trying to get rid of them and ever since then i have seen a million of them a million they're red everywhere. and they're huge and they're everywhere and I guess, like, if you see them, and there's specifically in New York, I guess there's more than, like, other places. I don't know. I could be completely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, okay, right? okay, okay. Well. The P state's just the Okay. <laughs> and so, yeah, this, like, spotted lanternflies, and they're, they, I guess they don't really do anything. Like they, like, they don't bite you, but they're just really obnoxious, like a moth, and really huge and scary looking because they're red. Let me give you the Wikipedia. So I have this condition called know-it-all-lysis where I have to know. I have to know everything. So I did like a deep dive into what these things are because it was on my fucking face. So I found out that they are an invasive pest pest species. I was just about to say that because like they're not like parasites, obviously, but like they are an invasive they're species. They're parasitic. Yeah. <gasps> they are parasitic. To the point where like if they land on trees and like they release some gas. I forgot. They call the gas... Um, Honey, not honey, honeydew. Yeah, they call it honeydew, I think. And it releases some gas that just like wipes out tree species and it can wipe out plant species, etc. And they lay 30 to 90 eggs at a time. So if you kill one, you're killing potentially 90. So people are saying, like, if you see one, smash the hell out of it. People want to stop being like, don't, don't kill them, I'm gonna hurt them. <laughs> okay, well, if you want to end up breathing in the next five years, I would, I would recommend smashing them. Yeah, if you have, like, any qualms whatsoever with killing insects, I would say, look up what trees do for our oxygen, and then just oxygen. kill them. <laughs> I, I never get why people don't like killing bugs. Animals, I can get down with, but, like, even then, no. But bugs, I will never understand. Like, if there's a bee, and if I can kill it, I'm going to kill it. If that is, it's going to sting me, you know? Even if it's not going to sting me, it's going to sting me in my head. You know what I've never understood? Hmm. Well, obviously, it's because misogyny, but, like, why is it when you're trying, <laughs> when you're trying to, like, describe, Bees. ooh, I look really cute right now. If you're trying to describe, sorry, I looked at my, I was like, ooh, is that? She's sitting in front of my mirror and feeling herself. Who's the Leo now? Uh-huh. I was like, who? What? Oh, yeah. When you're trying to describe <laughs> something that's weak, you call it, like, a, a P-U-S-S-Y. And if you want to describe something as, like, strong, you say it grows some balls. Mm-hmm. Ha- mm. That oh, makes yeah. no sense. One of one of them gives birth. The one cries if you, like, literally accidentally, like, brush tap against it. it or tap it or punch it or kick it. So why are we trying to pass this narrative like that thing? Is? But you know what? But I'm training myself, actually, to be, like to kind of reverse the two so like if you're really really cool instead of saying like grow some balls it's like 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 yeah, you're a cunt no no it's not even put like <laughs> i like the word cunt for that and then like for um like instead of don't be like a pussy or something it's like don't be a chode <laughs> 
Sarah is that kind of person that finds her own jokes to be it's not even the funniest. Funny. It's just, like, I just think the word jokes. Like, you should see the way that Sydney and I are looking at Sarah right yes. now. Yes. <laughs> Anytime Sarah tries to make a joke, this is the look we give her. It's not, <laughs> yeah. And then I take, like, 13 minutes to tell the joke. And then when I tell it, I laugh at myself for 10 minutes. And then I try to explain it for the next No, she'll minutes. start laughing and then be like, I have something funny to say. And then she'll be like, actually, never mind. <laughs> and then she'll say it and start dying in the middle of saying it. So we have no idea what she's talking about. <laughs> But I've told her, not not everyone was born to be funny. That's I think it's because some of us, rhyming with Bidney Bintner, <laughs> were ugly kids. You had to be funny. I Actually, think Chance is funny and Cindy's funny. Chance can, Chance can attest that, like, I was notoriously not funny in high school. Like, attest. there was a joke between, Very like, much. girls people were like, you're not funny. And I'm like, okay, the, well. Like, our, like, guy friend group was notorious for being like Sydney, you're just not funny. Like get get over it. Literally. I have cute I have big boobs though, so it's okay. That's crazy to hear like that there was a point in because I've never known you to be not funny. Yeah. So that's crazy that there was a point in time where you were just like me. <laughs> I think I think once I like escaped the bounds of Florida, it came to me. I did this so well, look at that. Manicure who? Wait, tell people what color you're painting your nails and like the brand and everything really quick. It is like white people nipple pink. <laughs> Oh my it's god. Sally Hansen. Because of that American Girl doll book that like teaches you about puberty, I thought that whatever color your hair was was the color of like your nipples and your lips. So I assumed that like if you had red hair, your nipples were orange. It took me until about eighth grade, nah, like tenth grade to realize that was not true. I actually I don't know. That maybe is that true in some cases? Well think about it, like in I was like I was like in books nipples are like blonde, but that's not true. <laughs> In that specific book, I feel like they made it the same color as... Well, isn't your nipple the same color as your lips? No. <laughs> yeah. They're I just, like, stared at my... Yeah, we're all looking at our nipples They're supposed right to be. Now. I don't Ugh, know. Your nipples are weird then. <laughs> I'm a doctor, so... I yeah. Know. I'm not a doctor. PhD. P- Actually, we're all doctors, all of us here right now. Yeah. Um, listen to every word we say and take all of our Okay, wait. I need to explain who Chance is because we've never explained. Oh yeah, all right, yeah. Here's the this okay. is important. So when I was in elementary school, I was on like a competitive dance team, and one of our coaches also taught at a cheer gym, and so we would like sometimes practice together or like meet up at competitions or whatever. And that's how I met Chance when we were like ten or eleven, yeah. and then we went to middle school and high school together. And we're besties. And then she moved to New York, and now she's our third roomie. She went to college at USC, and now she's so South Carolina, not California. Yes. I love how there's always the distinction. That was like the the most concise reading story. It took like three seconds. Yeah, Sydney and I, we went to middle school together also. Middle school and high school. Yeah. So, on top of that, like meeting each other through cheer and dance. We went to middle school and high school together, and Sarah and I met when Sydney and her started living together their sophomore year. Yeah, or junior year. Yeah. Junior year. Sydney, Chaotic I'm, year. No, I'm convinced that, like, we're the only normal people in the world sometimes. Like, sometimes I'll be talking to, like, Chance or Sarah, and I'm kind of like, if anyone ever heard this conversation, oh my they w- would be instantly concerned. <laughs> Like, oh, we talk God. about the weirdest things, and it comes up so naturally. I'm kind of like, does everyone talk like this? I want either. some scientists to do two very specific studies. <laughs> One, the psychology of Disney adults. Is it, like, a desire <laughs> to be a child again? Is it because of, like, 
the way you grew up, one. Two, unrelated. How do you choose the bathroom stall you go into? Like, do you... I've seen a Mythbusters thing on that. Like, do you always go for the second one, or do you open all of them first? In general or in Disney World? In general. Oh, right? oh I thought no, we were talking specifically about- only in <laughs> Disney bathrooms. I was like, well, in the Tangled bathroom, I always go for the one with the singing toilet. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Guys, seriously, Wait, Disney, no. no, we did not tell. I have actually seen, um, this was years ago, but I saw a Mythbusters thing on what like bathroom stall people go into because they were doing it on like sanitation wise, like to yeah. like which bathroom stall you should go into, like if you're like germ freak, like all that. And. The second stall is the one that people go into the most. I always go to the second because, one. Yeah, right? Because you are going to think in your head probably that the first stall is what stall people go into most, right? Am I wrong? Or the last stall? I would think the first I stall. No, I don't really. Yeah. I just kind of like feel the vibe. Yeah. But yeah, they did this. They did this study like over like a, a couple, I think it was, I don't remember how long they did it over time. But, um, and the second stall was the one that people went into the most. That is so So there's your answer. I mean, this was years ago, so who knows? Maybe it's changed. What's but. your process of elimination, Sydney? I see it. Girl, when I gotta go, I gotta go. It's red light, green light. <laughs> I'm true. going to the second stall or the one that looks less like someone's, like, defiled it. Yeah, I mean, if someone's, like... Someone's like, y'all had no... all over everywhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> y'all have no home training. And some New York bathrooms are kind of like, how is there shit going down the wall? Wait, literally. wait, what bathroom were you in where, like, literally there were feces on the wall? That like, was did you at pick Gov it up and ball. throw it? It was oh. literally, dr- like, tripping from the ceiling. Did you throw it oh at the God. ceiling? <laughs> Ew. Okay. Probably someone on some droops. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, this is a poop. This they is were paint. Like, <laughs> okay, wait. <laughs> It's been 20 minutes. Let's talk about the topic. We're talking about shit coming off the wall. Okay, oh so... Um, Everyone immediately turns it off. <laughs> There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories. And we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Sarah loves, no one loves Sarah more than Sarah loves Sarah. That's, That's what I like to say. Like, get someone that looks at you the way Sarah looks at herself. You're like, I will walk past this girl's room and she'll be like, I look so good. <laughs> do you know how embarrassing that is like me thinking that no one can hear me like hyping myself up in the mirror and then both of y'all telling me that you hurt no because then she'll come out and be like this is my hair and my outfit and my shoes look perfect <laughs> <laughs> like even in paris even in paris like i was in the bathroom and like in the shower and she didn't, she's like perfection and i'm like who are you like who are you talking to every time i do that i don't think people can hear me but then i will come out and i'll be like don't i look good like <laughs> you bring leo no she ha- you have to tell her yes to you she's gonna stay in there until you say yes she brings leo to a whole other part okay anyway topic yes, yes. for today this is a um, great topic Cindy came up with it and i'm so excited to talk yes about it. so we're talking about dating for dating potential is that a good thing or is it a bad thing because i think that so often especially in a day and age when we're very much in like a hookup culture and talking stages become the new norm rather than like relationships is that you'll be seeing a guy or a girl or a partner or whatever for like five or six months and like you'll talk to your friends about them and the words that you always usually say are they have potential or like their boyfriend material or they have relationship potential whatever and it's like is that a healthy mindset to have like are you dating an idea of someone or are you dating the person and just realizing that, like, you're on the track to get to a relationship? Yeah, that's such a good question. I was thinking about this when Cindy brought it up the first time, and I was like, I don't really know. I mean, no one's no one is going to think to themselves, like, I'm only dating this person because they're hot. Do you know what I mean? But, like, oftentimes that is, like, a subconscious thought. It's, like, that's their most attractive quality is, like, their physical qualities. I know. <laughs> Sorry, there's a siren. I feel like so many, like, I feel as though when we, okay, one, I have such bad dating app fatigue right now, but that's a whole other topic. But I think that when it comes to dating apps, because when you meet someone organically or like in bars, usually base your initial interaction off of how the conversation went, body language, things like that. But when it comes to Hinge, Bumble, Tinder, if you're still in that wave, ill that it's entirely based on looks so i feel like it kind of takes that authenticity away from your interactions so it has to become a physical thing because you're basing it off of physicality Mm -hmm. so i feel like when it does come to start dating someone in quotes it's like you have to then like kind of backtrack and begin the emotional relationship because it's just starts physically so i feel like dating app culture if anything has like delayed the process of being in a relationship mm-hmm. because number one it's at your fingertips if i wanted to i can just start swiping on the way to a date you know like there's always going to be someone there but when it's organic you're kind of like kind of forced to be with that person it's also hard because i think this is where i was going with this it's like when someone's so attractive that often clouds a lot of like personality stuff so it's like you almost want to make up this idea of a person in your head because they're so attractive when in reality they're like a jerk i don't know has that ever happened to you well yeah. think about how people are always like if i'm gonna be disrespected it's gonna be by a guy that's six five you know that's such a like i do understand that because like i will not allow whatever but I think that we've, like, normalized disrespect to, like, the umph degree because even, like, with TikTok, 
Like, how many times have you seen a video of a girl talking about her relationship and, like, how it ended or, like, something that her partner had done and you're like, shit, that happened to me too? Like, before social media, we always thought that, like, what was happening in our world or in our lanes or whatever was unique to us. Then now we see, like, how disrespect is so common that it's kind of become normalized. Like, yeah, he's going to cheat, men cheat. Like, I hate that idea so much because it allows that behavior to continue by thinking that, like, okay, it's okay, everyone does it, you know? Yeah, it's not letting them, like, hold accountability. And also, like, the culture we live in right now, like, Cindy, when you were talking about, like, TikTok and, like, first dates, it's, like, also first impressions in general, like, what makes you decide to walk up to someone at a bar? It's because you think they're attractive, you know what I mean? At least, though, when you are, like, meeting someone organically and in person, you do get, like, what Cindy was saying, that initial emotional connection. You get to see their conversation style and their interests and hobbies, blah, 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 all that other deep shit. But on dating apps and, like, on TikTok, you know, like, in your Instagram DMs, like, all you get is the, like, physical, like, level and I think there is like some good to that like there's some good to everything but that does normalize a really really shallow culture that we are living in right now and there is such an emphasis like placed on looks and that is very prevalent in like dating especially first dates you know what I mean we're like you're yeah and you're willing to overlook so much because you're like yeah like this guy or like this girl is so attractive like score you know what I mean that you're over you're so willing to overlook like what can be insane red flags but once you're talking to someone, so the dating for a potential thing, why, what do you guys think is your, like, reason to continue talking to someone, like, and push for talking to someone for, like, what would be the potential in your head? Like, what do you think would continue, like, be the push to continue talking to someone for that potential? It's like Does my that whole, make sense? Yeah, yeah. that's a question I was gonna ask too. Okay, oh. so I used to always tell myself that, like, looks looks come and go, and like looks aren't gonna do anything for you besides like a physical attraction. Like, if you want something to be deeper than surface level, it's gonna have to be like a personality connection. So like, if I find myself naturally wanting to talk to this person all the time, or like wanting to text them, or like I will see a movie and think about texting them, or I'll do whatever, and like I want to be able to communicate that with that person, or like I just have a generally good time spending time with them. That's when I started to kind of, like, progress it in that way. But it's so hard because the times that we're living in, so most people don't want to do anything but hook up because it's easy, it's convenient, and for some reason we kind of, like, base our value off of who we can get. Mm-hmm. So, and you can. Like, it's so accessible for sure. Yeah, because it's so accessible. It's at like your fingertips. There's too many fish in the sea. It's overpopulated. It's overcrowded. <laughs> so I, I've gone to a point where, like, I'm – I would I always say date with intentions – but, like, for me, my intention is to have something organic. I'm not going to force anything mm-hmm. with any the first person I go out with, you know. But, like, I feel like I've been so, like, tired of dating in general. And I'm kind of just, like, me, myself, and I. Mm-hmm. We're rocking with myself. Finally. Yeah. No, literally. <laughs> I'm a relationship person. Like, I feel like I haven't been single in, like, five years. But... This makes me so happy. I love when Sydney is me, myself, and I. I mean, yeah. I, I still like have the time at this point. Because I like seeing healing Sydney. Oh, thank you. I have another question based off of, or, like, a Mm follow-up. Based off of what you said about personality and looks and, like, organicness. Mm -hmm. Organicality? Yeah. (laughs) Organicality. So, if you find yourself attracted personality-wise, but the physicality fades, what is your, what are your thoughts on that? Because I've found myself in situations like that where like I 
vibed with the person and I liked talking to the person, but like the physical attraction kind of faded. So it obviously like in that situation, I feel like it kind of fades into a friendship, but like, what do you feel like is the best thing like to do in that? Do you think there's still potential to kind of push it or do you think in that situation it should just fade off and like, that's such a good question because that's literally the question that no one wants to ask because they don't want to seem shallow when in reality that's such a valid question it happens to so many people and people always think they're going to get judged for like asking that question or like feeling those feelings and that's so bad i don't know what do you think Sid? that's such a tricky one too because you don't want to be like a bitch or anything but it happens all the time well it goes the same way with like if you're physically attracted to someone but not emotionally or have you don't have that connection Mm -hmm. but i think it's like either way you can't force things like you can't yourself to feel the way that you feel but like I know for me sometimes getting to know someone and getting to like their personality has made me even more physically attracted to them but you can't force yourself to be physically into someone you know it's something that either naturally comes or naturally goes and I would say it's not like it's a consistent thing sometimes it does come and go it's tre- it's crest and troughs so like sometimes you'll find yourself being like extremely attracted to them sometimes you're kind of like eh, you know so I feel like one I tell Sarah this give yourself grace it's okay to not feel like 100% towards someone because like attraction comes and goes sometimes. But I would say never force it. But I know for me, I think I care more about personality than physical attractiveness because like that can fade in two years, you know? Mm -hmm. But I would say don't sacrifice one for the other because there could be other fish in the fish place sea. In the overcrowded sea. In the overcrowded (laughs) sea that might be able to like be more for you. But I can't I've, even give a better answer than that. Like, I think yeah. that's a perfect answer. I think there's also one thing that I have found myself struggling with a lot, like internally, is sabotaging myself. Because I think that because of my dating history, like I have somehow found myself in such toxic relationships that I'm used to not being treated well. So that when a guy is nice to me, I get the ick from it. Mm-hmm. And it's like I find myself sabotaging my relationships or connections with people because I'm like, I can't trust the guy to be nice to me. The ball's going to drop at some point. So why do I need to invest myself in this relationship? So it's like a mental thing I'm trying to work through. But it also comes back to the potential thing. Because it's like, this guy has the potential to either be like the person I've always wanted him to be. Or potential to hurt me even more because he ends up being like every other guy I've dated. So it's like dating that kind of potential scares me because it could go either way. And both are scary. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoking audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. 
right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Another thing that I want to talk about that's a little off topic, maybe I'll do an ad here, is... um, like the concept of time because I know that this is also a problem that like a lot of people have but they don't want to talk about because I think they feel bad whenever they do have this problem it's like what do you do like what do you do when you've been with someone for so long and I think it's like the concept of time where it's like you've been with someone for so long and you know it's not right anymore you know that they're like they could be even abusive there are so many red flags but you don't want to end the relationship because it's like I don't want to start over like I don't want to go like I don't want to ask someone their favorite color again I don't want to go on first dates again because there are a lot of people and a lot of friends who like don't like that shit like they're like I am a relationship person I want to be in a couple and they don't want to get out of the couple solely because it's like, I don't want to start this again. Do you know how infuriating first dates are? Like, but it's like, oh my God, you know what I mean? And like, that's it, a common problem that I would love to hear people's like responses to. When it comes to that, because I've thought about that a lot, it's kind of like, would you rather be with someone and not be happy or ever feel yourself because you're just with them because you don't want to be alone? I think that goes to an insecurity thing. Like, I would say this to anyone, advice-wise, is you have to be okay with being alone before you're with someone else. Mm-hmm. Because if you base your value, your happiness, your worth on the other person, you're never going to be fulfilled. You're never going to be happy. And you guys could break up in a week, two weeks, three weeks, four years. And if you're basing everything in your life on that one person, you're not going to be happy. I am very, very – I feel very strongly about this. To love yourself truly, you have to get to know yourself and you have to be alone to do that. And I think like there are some couples who have been together since middle school and it works for them. Congratulations. We're all very happy for you. But like, uh, for okay, for like 90% of people, and I think this is the case for everyone or it should be the case for everyone, that like you should be alone at some point in your adult years or like over the age of 18 at some point. And because you are a different person, your brain is still maturing, like biologically, neurologically, like that's a fact. So I think that like to get to know this new person, you are developing like every day still, you have to get to know this kind of like new version of you. You're not going to be the same as you were in high school and having some space even to get to know that. You don't necessarily have to be single, but giving yourself the grace to know yourself, you truly will end up loving yourself and then only then can you truly love someone else. And I think it's hard because of social media, especially whether it's TikTok, Instagram, mostly just those two, it feels like in order to have value or like in order to be seen as whatever, you have to be in a relationship or have to have someone. Like literally the first thing people ask you when you meet someone is like, oh, like are you seeing anyone? Like things like that. So it kind of comes part of your identity. But I think there's so much power and so much importance that comes with being alone that I think it's something that everyone needs to do, especially like in their 20s. Cause like that's when you really start to find yourself because you're no longer like at home or in school. You're like on your own for the first time. 
but it's also super hard when society, especially now, pushes women to always want to be in a relationship. Like, it kind of explains that's where our value comes from. It's like from being a significant other, from being the girlfriend who cooks and cleans and all this stuff, and from being like a wifey, whatever. But for men, it's like, okay, time to like hoe around. Like, why would you want to be tied down? Like, all of this stuff. So it's kind of hard to be on told two separate things and try and find your value for something that kind of requires you to be on the same track. Social media is so interesting because it's both a reflection and a catalyst of society. Do you know, like, it really reflects not only history, but the present time. Women for forever have been literally sold off as dowries and actually treated like property. And there are still some remnants of that in society. And I feel that would be there with or without social media. But social media is absolutely a catalyst for that and a reflection. So it is definitely a force that cannot be stopped. Mom and I actually had a conversation about this last week. And she was saying, I'm convinced that social media is the reason why so many people are in therapy. And I said, well, when you think of social media as what it is, as a not only a catalyst, but also a reflection, it's very... Social media, I feel like, isn't the cause of a lot of people being in therapy, but it can certainly perpetuate problems that a lot of people have that put them in therapy. Do you know what I mean? It can certainly, like, heighten these awful feelings that force you to go to therapy or, like, that encourage you to go to therapy. For example, like, when we were in middle school, like, the thigh gap was a thing. Yes. Why did we care? I remember in, like, seventh grade standing with my, my hips back to try and look like I had a thigh gap. For what? If anything, I like having thick thighs. Girl, you know how much food I catch in my thighs? That's like going back for seconds. So I don't know. Like, that was the thing in like the Tumblr phase. And mm-hmm. now it's like having skinny arms or like not having a fupa so you can wear low rise pants. Like, it's just crazy how much stress we put on things that do not freaking matter. Also, it's like so many of those things you can't even control. Like, that's simply genetics. Mm-hmm. So there are girls out there like getting surgery trying to like literally kill themselves in the gym or like crying about what pants they have to wear because of some random girl with good genetics who makes it like a thing on tiktok mm-hmm. so like i also can't imagine like how bad it must be because like we have like tumblr kind of that's our unhealthy social media but i feel like tiktok's even worse than that because like it's videos so i can't imagine like what girls that are in like a more formidable age like whether it's high school or college they're seeing videos like that uh, no i feel bad so i want them to realize that like You'll get to a point, some people get it to it sooner than later or, like, at different points in life that, like, mm-hmm. none of that matters. Like, so for so what? You have a stretch mark. Like, it's part of your life. So what? You have meat in your arms. That's what arms are for. They're not supposed to be bones. Like, I think once you start to transition to another phase of life, like, stuff like that just does not matter. Like, no one's yeah. thinking about stuff besides you. And, like, when you start to, like, change this in your mind from, like, thinking of those th- things as important, life becomes so much more blissful joie de vivre it really does i feel like social media environment school and family are huge huge impacts on insecurity i know that's where like that 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 foursome is where all my insecurities in like middle school and high school came from and sometimes it's not even like on purpose you know you get like those snide comments from your family you get those little teases that it's not quite bullying but it like should be from your classmates especially in middle school you know like any smallest comment from my friends I mean like a frenzy you know so it is definitely hard when you're at that more formidable age to process what you're seeing on social media as just what it is a certain type of person that just happens to be trendy in society that doesn't necessarily mean it's normal though Having a fupa as a woman, that's hormonal. That's normal as 
fuck. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you're supposed to have it. Same with your arms. You know, like, that's where your strength comes from, if that makes sense. And that's, I feel, that like, is, that's get, that, get, that gets lost in the sauce. I'm trying to say, you're supposed to look the way that you look. Absolutely. Like, you can compare yourself to people all day long, but, like, you don't, it, most of it comes down to genetics. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's okay to not be 20 pounds. It's okay mm-hmm. to not be bbl slim thick you know like the way your body is is the way it's supposed to be so give it grace which is kind of the theme of this episode that is the thing you should name it <laughs> give yourself grace yeah. so I, was, I don't know how we went from dating to body types but um well i think it's important when we talk about physical attractiveness when we're talking about yeah. like what do you envision the idea of someone if you get turned off by a body type i don't know what to tell you people and i hear people on tiktok all the time being like Preferences are real. But when it comes to body type, sometimes I don't understand. Your sometimes body can I change really in two don't months, understand. two weeks, two years, you know. Well, also, I don't really understand how you can base someone's attractiveness off of body type. Especially when I see this a lot in misogynistic men on TikTok. Very, an Andrew Tate type of situation where it's like a woman should be this, 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 and that. But when it's like, the guy, it's like. Andrew like, Right, but what? then when it's a guy, it's like. Oh, women don't like me because I have a dad bod. I'm a nice guy. And it's like, women find dad bods so Attractive, sexy. Yeah. It's so not the same thing. And I really, I think I want men to, um, I, I want a lot of men who have that reasoning where they require their female significant others to have a specific body type. I really need you to recognize the double standard that goes on because I'm going to tell you right now, women are not half as judgmental of men's bodies as men are with women and that i'm talking about the straight community of course but that has just been my observation through tiktok for sure and through social media because it is a lens to society and like i've been off social media for the last like week not even on purpose just because school is starting up i'm still on it (laughs) and it feels so it honestly feels so nice like Mm -hmm. i've been on tiktok probably twice in the last week for like five minutes on the train and it feels so nice to not be on it really so nice Think about like when you are on it, all you're doing is comparing yourself to people, and I I don't know. It feels so healthy to take a break, so healthy and so nice. Yeah, I also think even if you are scrolling through TikTok and you do feel worse, like significantly worse after you're finished scrolling than you were before you got on, you even if you don't think that you are comparing yourself, even if you don't think that you're jealous of these creators that you're looking at with the perfect house and the perfect significant other, the perfect dog, whatever, you do need to think about how much time you spend on social media and what that does for you. And also, if you do want to stay on social media, or if you have to, like I do for my work, you should try and actively take part in healthy ways of consuming this content. There are ways to actively check yourself, take breaks, like think like, okay, this is one person, I'm doing good in my life right now. And it is really, really hard. Like, It's close to impossible to scroll through TikTok and think that way. But if you are getting professional help, if you do have a therapist, if you take a second and go on psychology today and look up healthy social media practices, I promise you that will also make a difference. Also, taking a break from social media, like Cindy just mentioned, a great way to I recommend it for everyone. Even just for like two days or for a week, it will literally change your life. It's so nice. And like if you can't do that... Even going into, like, your phone settings. I forget, like, I think it's called screensaver. Yeah, yeah. And putting a time limit on how long you can spend on social media. Like, give yourself, like, what, an hour a day, 20 minutes a day. Your mental health will improve significantly. Like, I can't tell you how nice it is to not be on social media all day. Also, there's this app, and it's really, really cute. You download it, and you, like, water a tree, and it monitors how much time you spend on social media. So, like, the le- like the less time you spend on social media, if that is what you want to do, 
like the more your tree will grow and you can like water your tree and I think that's what happens I could be wrong but some one of my friends in my um one of my like classes last semester told us about it and I it just made me like it made my heart warm like I want to grow a little tree and practice healthy social media <laughs> like I like that's, that's, that's too much like just delete the app it, that also is effective because you have to like <laughs> if you know you have to like consciously re-download it then and like it might seem hard at first but like after like an hour honestly I didn't even notice I wasn't on it mm-hmm. but yeah no I highly recommend it it's so nice mental health wise too it just it hits it hits different I'm happy that you know that like totally worked for you that's awesome um and it's easier on the subway too because like if subway's part of your transit y'all know you're like you can't get reception on that dang subway so yeah. unplugging for that time it's also really good to just like check in with yourself just like relaxing listening to music honestly yeah is where it be I'm definitely one of those people who I can't, my brain literally will not let me meditate or sit in my own thoughts for too long, but I will say building up your tolerance to be able to do that has been helping so much. I'm not saying you have to journal or get crystals or whatever, but I am saying checking in with yourself once in a while does wonders and whatever works for you, deleting social media, unplugging for two days downloading that tree app whatever you want to do i highly recommend it and cindy does as well um we're at 43 minutes should we wrap all right you guys thank you so much for listening to this episode we hope you like chance we love her and we hope that you are all doing okay this episode was not only just a way to give you advice like it usually is and to like rant like we usually do but also just a reminder to make sure that you're putting yourself first whether that is like spending some alone time before you jump into a romantic relationship or recognizing that personality in some cases does take precedent over looks in most cases actually and uh giving yourself grace as Cindy would say with your physical appearance with your mindset with your social media practices is extremely important and we hope you're all doing well if you ever want to talk we are here for you you can find us on tiktok or instagram at crying in public podcast and you can listen to more of our content on spotify iHeartRadio, nope on spotify apple music apple oh my god i'm off my game you can listen to us on spotify apple podcasts or iheart I really struggled through that one. Thank you guys. Have a good day. Bye. Love you. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.